This is a warning and disclaimer for listeners. This podcast will be rated for 18 years of age and older for a mature age targeted audience. If you choose to listen to this podcast, this is at your own risk. All opinions are my own and of the articles that I choose to use, and I will reflect them in the description below. By listening to this podcast, you understand these opinions are mine and will respect them and my freedom of speech as this is recorded in the United States of America. This will not be forced on you in any way. Please use this time now to back out if you choose. I'm with everything that's wrong with me. But still you accept me anyway. I live with the past I can't get past and it still haunts me. So I'm asking for the courage to make a change By your grace I have hope And welcome in to episode number five um, This is going to be a between challenge one and challenge two I'm making this a special episode Due to the fact that I want to kind of establish this podcast to be like reoccurring on the on the first Monday of every of every month. I realize that the that the first of every month is going to kind of fluctuate and on different days and things like that. So what I want to do is just have it start on the first Monday of every month. That way everything's kind of in sync, and you just complete that first challenge or whatever challenge you are on to the end of that month, and you do it even if it hangs over. Let's say for example. The month of August ends on the 31st, right, on a Thursday, and then you have the 1st of September for 2023 is on Friday, and the 2nd is a Saturday, and the 3rd is a Sunday. I want you to continue challenge one for the 1st, the 2nd, and the 3rd, and then challenge two is going to take off on September 4th, which is the first Monday of September, so that's going to apply for every single challenge from here on out and you'll have four Mondays worth and some some months may only have you know three Mondays maybe I think I I don't think so I think they all should have four so we should just continue you know you do four Mondays worth and that's how each episode is going to drop out on each one of those Mondays so this episode is coming out on the 28th of August and like I said, this is a kind of a swinger episode because I had uh, originally released episode one on July 31st because, like I said, of August, the first was on a Tuesday. So it kind of offset everything and here we are. So I just have to explain that to everyone and I will drop challenge two directions on September 4th. So that's whenever you will get challenge two details on what to do. So continue on with challenge one until we get to that first Monday of September. Now, with all of that said, I have something kind of special for you guys that I'm going to start doing for probably every race that I do. I'm going to try to at least interview a minimum of three people. Uh, This race, I, I did only do three. I did two males and one female. And super awesome people. I greatly appreciate y'all being guinea pigs for me. 
and uh, they they did great. It was a super well interview. I feel uh, the the questions were pretty spot on, and I feel like you're going to get a lot of benefit from hearing from someone else besides me that is currently doing races, and that way it can give you the motivation that you need to sign up for your first race. So with that said, I just want to go ahead and get kind of to the uh, to the end of my little spill, and I'm gonna let these guys speak, but. Something hit me today at work while I was reading during lunch break because that's when I find my time to read. But something that really stuck out to me, I'm reading the book Endure right now by Cameron Haynes. And on page 101, he's explaining a story about how he wanted to become an outdoor writer, you know, like a hunter magazine writer. And he, he was having, you know, like kind of like kind of like me right now, like unsure and asking people for guidance, like, you know, hey, can you like critique this for me? Can you read this? Can you listen to this type of thing? So he was writing these little short articles for magazines, you know, the columns to get it published for the magazine. And that's what he wanted to do. So he was submitting like some photos and like a little clipping, you know, to submit to them to have it published. And, you know, like this one company that he really wanted to uh, get it put in was for the bow hunter, which he says in, in this chapter is, you know, his dream. You know, this is what he was sought after. Like this was his holy grail for his uh, Arthur dream, let's say, for magazines. And, you know, like he submitted it and he was waiting, you know, for for a letter back from that company. And so every day he was like calling his wife, calling his wife. Hey, babe, did like anything come in from the bow hunter? That way, like, you know, I would know if they accepted my kind of letter deal, because I guess this is before the email times. And, you know, she's like, no, no, not today, not today, not today. And then one day before his lunch break or whatever, boom, he's getting a phone call from his wife. Like, hey, just want you to know you got something in from the bow hunter. And he's like, well, go ahead and open it up for me. And read me, you know, what it says. Well, he's pretty much like getting shot down. And I highlighted some things. I'm not going to read it all. But I highlighted the best parts that I found were beneficial to me while I was reading this. And the guy that is writing writing this quote out to Cameron Haynes, his name is, uh, they have it as listed as M.R. James. I'm going to just say Mr. James because I don't know what his uh, first in middle initials are so i'm gonna say james mr james so mr james is writing rewrite your article and try us again you do have the makings of a good dear article but it is going to take some effort to get this ready for publication in the bow hunter and he's pretty much like you know given like oh the good luck and everything like that cameron's cameron haynes says i was crushed he says i had held the dream of being an outdoors writer now my dreams were shattered. He said, rewrite and resubmit? I didn't want to rewrite anything. I had worked very hard on that article, poured my heart and soul into it. With an I'll show you attitude, I bitterly submit the article unchanged to a local hunting magazine, which they published it and they sent me a big fat check of $25. $25 more than what the article was worth. Mr. James was right. 
my article wasn't up to the bow hunter standards. However, this sour disappointment was necessary to develop to my development as a writer. I took a chance and was faced with either getting better and growing or throwing in the towel. I chose to keep hammering. What are you willing to sacrifice? You sacrifice emotional energy or others' trust and their belief in you, all for the sake of a dream. All men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their mind wake in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. The only way to make dreams possible is to have sacrifices. If that doesn't get you fired up, I mean, I don't know if anything will. This man pretty much is saying that he learned his lesson. You know, like he 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 thought he had a great piece. And the the let's say let's say the the publisher guy from the magazine is like, no man, like just, you know, make some make some critiques in there and a couple edits and you know, it, it will be great. Well Cameron Haynes was so hard headed in that moment when he was younger that he felt like no, like, it's good enough. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, look, I'm going to send it off to this other company. They're going to publish it, and it's going to be great. They did that, and then afterwards, you know, years go by, and you're like, man, like, this article really wasn't that great. It could have been so much better if I would have actually applied the knowledge that someone else, you know, told me to do that knew more than I did. And that is so huge... And uh, it's a big learning curve, and I find that I'm in that situation every day. So I'm sure you find yourself in that too. So I just wanted to share that with you, and uh, let's get to the interviews. I do want to also give a disclaimer to these interviews. They are in the field. They are not in a studio. Well, I say studio in my office, recording this in a you know kind of like a sound contained environment. So you will hear back noise and things like that. I, I tried my best. Um, also, my me asking the questions is a little faint. I understand that for next time, I will make some adjustments because I was only holding the microphone towards the interviewer. So they sound great. I sound kind of distant, but uh, you can you can still make out what's going on. So hope you guys enjoy. What's your name? Uh, my name is Devin Hammonds. All right, and where are you from? Uh, I am originally from Mississippi, but I've been living in New Orleans for eight years. Awesome, awesome. And uh, how old are you? I'm 46. 46 years old. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been running for? Since, gosh, when did I start? Earlier in the year, maybe April? April? Okay. Yeah. So you've been running for a few months now, almost yeah. four, we'd say? Yeah. Um, so what's the longest that you've run in a long run? Yeah. In a long run... I, uh, well, I haven't, let's see, in my training, I think that my longest run has actually been eight miles. Okay, eight miles? Yeah. That's pretty good. For four months, I'd, I'd say it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and you said this is your first time running this event, correct? It's, correct? it's my, I'm running okay. this event, it's my first time running a race okay. ever. Awesome, awesome. So, or what are you most, are you most excited? Um, what am I excited about? I am 
you know, it's a night race. I'm kind of excited about seeing how the headlight is going to look on the ground. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that I have no, I have no idea what this is about to be. And um, I'm just excited about seeing what a race is like in general. Um, Heard of that. Um, so what advice would you give to someone that's starting running, let's say, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Uh, let's see. What advice would I give? Oh, you know, um, I actually just started running with a water bottle and, you know, with, uh, with the electrolytes mixed up in it. I know that this is just kind of very simple, basic information, but it has really changed um, how well I run. Um, having like the water and the electrolytes there, you know, when I'm running, it's it's made a big difference just in the past week. Right. Yeah. And uh, would you say that that's elevating like the amount of miles that you can run or the duration, like the time with it, the electrolytes compared to not using the electrolytes? Well, it's it's making my runs a lot less painful. Okay. So I'm more likely to do it the next day, you know. Right. Um, but but yeah, it's it's. It's very much helped me over the past week that I've just started doing it. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And uh, what got you started running? Um, well, my friend... Uh, oh, gosh, I see another friend over there. Uh, <laughs> I, I started going out with this uh, lady who mm-hmm. is an expert runner who's run like 100 milers, and uh, she is just a... really great runner and so um she's dragging you she's kind of dragging me (laughs) she's dragging me into it however i have i love disney world right right and i signed up for january marathon at disney and so that'll be your first marathon that'll be my first marathon yeah and you said this was your first event so all right this wasn't one of the questions that that i was going to ask you but what made you decide from doing your first event and doing a full marathon less than a year later is it kind of scary for you to do? Was it? Are you excited? Oh, um, what made me sign up for this particular race? Well, is just in general, like why did you choose to run a marathon so soon? I guess. Ah, I see. Um, I chose. I actually chose to run a marathon in Disney, partly because it's going to get me to Disney World, and I I love it. Um, and I get to run through the the park, and it's an excuse to get there. But. You know, I, you know, I guess just pay and go on a normal vacation. Right, right. Uh, but I, I've kind of fantasized about running a marathon. I, I think that um, it's something that I, after I get finished doing it, I'll be able to say, well, I'm a person that has run a marathon before. Right. So I'm kind of happy about being able to say that about myself right you know you want to achieve a milestone yeah i want to achieve a milestone kind of check off the bucket list um and you know i haven't even run a marathon yet i don't know what it's going to be like what it's going to be like but i'm already looking ahead to the next year after i run the next marathon right so um so yeah i'm i i'm excited to be a person that has run a marathon before that yeah, that's respectable. Yep, I appreciate it. I'm running my first marathon in uh next January as well, the Louisiana Marathon. Oh, so, okay. Yep. 
it's cool. just uh, incredible to hear like other people that are just starting out like myself i just started running in january and i'm running a full marathon in less than a year you know, oh later. so yeah so we're on the same right. we're in the same boat well, you said you just started in april so yeah that's that's four months less than me so that's right. why I, when you said you're running a marathon i was kind of shocked especially since you're doing your first race event today yeah so yeah, yeah good luck to you uh, i wish you oh yeah ho hopefully everything goes well yeah thank you so much and what's your name? Jen Barker. Okay, and uh, where are you from? I'm originally from Owensboro, Kentucky, and recently relocated to New Orleans. Okay, and uh, how old are you? 41. You 41 years old? Mm -hmm. And how long have you been running? Ooh, I started running races like in elementary school, ran cross country here and there, uh, only one year in college, and then started, I did my first marathon in 2007, first ultra in 2008. 50 miler and since then I've done races up to 130 miles. I think I've done 800 milers or more. Eight 100 mm -hmm. mile races? Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. And which, which ones have you done? Just, just name one or two. Um, so I did uh, Rouge Orleans when that was in existence from Baton Rouge to New Orleans and that's like it was 130 miles. Um, build is 126.2. It was not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done Massanutten which some people know that's an East Coast race. Outside of San Antonio, Cactus Rose, 100, um, and uh, Chicamocha, 100 in Colombia, uh, South America, twice, which is amazing. I want to give a shout out awesome. to that race. Okay, great. Thanks for the info on those uh, runs. Yeah. So, I guess, what's the furthest that you've run? I guess 130. 130 Yeah. Furthest? Okay. And, uh, let's see, what, what are you looking forward to the most for this race? Um, it's my first race in about 10 months and so just kind of seeing where I am physically I've been training for some some ultras coming up but just haven't raced and it's always fun to get out get out with people and there aren't too many night races so right yeah was, it's a different energy that's why I picked this race it's the first night race and kind of like get my toes dipped into the ultra yeah a little bit okay so um I guess he said this is his first event that he's running yeah and that's Devin that we're talking about. It is. And so he said that you kind of like brought him into running. So how's that been with, I guess, uh, like trying to incorporate a friend or like, you know, a loved one to start running with you? Is it is it tough in the beginning or is it, do you find that it was fairly simple? I think it's, it's pretty easy. He's very motivated. He's excited about his first marathon. So um, I think finding time when you already have a busy schedule is often difficult to integrate training as the mileage does build up. Right. But um, but he's done a great, a great job at that. And no, I mean, often we go out together, I do my own thing and then we meet up at the end, you know? Right. So that it's nice having someone there before and after. Correct, yeah. somebody to support you. Yeah. Um, and what advice would you give to someone that's just starting running? Let's say if they just got some running shoes today and they're starting running tomorrow. Yeah. What's something that you would give as a tip or? Um, give yourself grace. Just like when you start anything new, there's going to be, uh, there, there is a, not a, your body needs to learn. And, and mentally you're going to learn about yourself. Um, and probably that, just because something works for someone else, don't get frustrated if that doesn't work for you, whether that be something nutritionally or um, a certain pair of shoes or a training program, 
we are all a little different and spend spend some time just being giving yourself that grace to to learn about yourself and enjoy the process okay that's good that's good um and why are you personally doing this but or what got you started running uh, like that's the million dollar question that everybody yeah. asks like oh why are you running 100 miles like that's okay. not something a common person would do so what yeah. would you respond it's a tough one so not why am I here tonight for this race, but why am I training for my yeah, next hundred? Training in general, why are you you running? Okay. Um, one, I love how I feel when I run. Um, not all the time in it, but always afterward. I've never regretted a run, even runs where things have gone wrong. Right. I there's always something to learn, either about myself, the trail, um, nutrition, shoes. You know, like all different all different things you can learn and so I try to approach it from that um, why do I run ultras I love being in nature and uh, I've never been super fast but somehow I, I just I keep going and I feel I feel pretty good doing it I mean it's a roller coaster but overall it's feeling feeling good more than bad and again like you learn a lot about yourself and I think hundred miles and distances past that give you the self-confidence that really you can do anything you put your mind to because it's just as much a mental sport as a physical one if yeah, not more. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. And a lot of ultra runners experience hallucinations when they run ultras. Have you ever experienced that before? <laughs> just once, yeah. Uh, during the Massanutten 100, um, pretty late in the race, around mile 80, 85, I was going up a up a hill and I was not feeling great and the leaves started taunting me dried leaves on the ground <laughs> were laughing at me right, right. <laughs> yeah but it only lasted for a few minutes and you pushed through. <laughs> I pushed through yeah that's awesome well good luck to you Jen and I hey, appreciate thank you Matthew yeah thank you. thank you and uh, what's your name uh, my name is Ben Samuel Ben Samuel and where are you from, Ben? Uh, originally, I'm from Sunnyvale, California, okay. uh, but I live in New Orleans these days. All right, and uh, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 39. Just turned 39. Mm, okay. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how long have you been running for? Uh, it depends how charitable a definition of running you have. Uh, in my elementary school, we had a running program where they'd give us little punch cards. We'd run around the track, and every time you did a quarter mile, they'd give a little hole punch, measure how far you'd gone over the year. Uh, but I would say I, you know, got into running maybe about 10 years ago or so, okay, something so like 10 that. 10 years? All right. or, or 25, again, depending <laughs> on how you're measuring. <laughs> well, I would guess I would measure by, like, consistently training and running, so. Yeah. Let's say 10 years. 10 years, 10 years? <laughs> All right. And uh, let's see. All right, Ben, and what is your furthest run that you've done? Uh, my furthest run that I've just done ever is 14 miles. 14 miles? And that was a training run? That was a training run, yeah. Okay. And what's the furthest distance that you've run for a race or an event? A half marathon. A half marathon? Mm -hmm. Okay. And which marathon was it? Uh, I've done a few. Um, I've done a few back in California. I did the... Uh, 
race to the end of summer. I did the Santa Cruz half marathon a couple of times. Used to live in Santa Cruz. Here in New Orleans, I've done the the best damn race a couple of times. Okay, I see uh, you wearing that. Shirt. I, I, I've got I've got the representing that one right now. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I've I've done eight half marathons. Okay, so, eight. So, so, it, I mean, ish something like that. Right. Right. Uh, do you plan on doing a full anytime soon? I'm actually signed up for the Louisiana Marathon okay. in January 2024. Oh, we'll be yeah. Also be doing that one as well. Oh, awesome! I'll see you there. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, we might could do another one of these. Uh, that, that would be great. Yeah. How you progress. <laughs> and uh, is this your first time running this event? This is my first time running this uh, specific one. Yeah. Okay, and this is gonna be like your first night race as well. It it you... is. It's gonna be my first night race. It's also gonna be my first trail race. Okay. Awesome. So I'm 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 stoked. Yeah, my first trail race was the uh, Spillway Classic. It's just a three-miler, but it was my first kind of uh, experience running on rocks consistently, and it's definitely different. I, I, I would imagine, yeah, uh, but but different in a good way, I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Um, and what advice would you give to someone that is just starting out? Yeah, um, so, you know, it... it, it it's tough to give one size fits all advice, right? Because everybody's body is different. Everybody's like goals are different. I, I, I can just say that for me, the biggest factor that transformed running from like a chore to a pleasurable activity was finding a running buddy. And so finding someone who's either like at your same kind of like expertise level or someone who's, if they're more advanced, someone who's willing to match your expertise level um and and can like maybe give you advice on your form as you're running but even like more importantly than that someone who can just be like a supportive friend that you can you know have some accountability with of okay every morning we go running at this time or every weekend we go running at this time uh and then when you're running just chatting about whatever like catching up turning into a social activity all of that stuff for me is like the single greatest contributing factor that has kept me going so um yeah like cool we're gonna move on (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good uh details i I find that it it is kind of difficult sometimes to get someone started because they feel like they can't do it or they can't match you so what you're saying is is pretty spot on yeah someone that's equivalent or willing to drop to your pace that a beginner is at totally and and also a thing that I would, that I've discovered, maybe your (laughs) mileage may vary, but a lot of people, I think sometimes, especially when they're starting off, but I think maybe all throughout their running lives, they feel self-conscious about their like mile time or they feel self-conscious about their top mileage and they maybe don't want to like divulge those details because they're scared that they're going to like get made fun of. But basically everybody is always comparing themselves to their future selves like everybody is always comparing themselves to some other goal so everybody can really empathize with that like oh i'm not where i want to be or i'm not fast enough or i'm not good enough and so i think just being brave and just being like hey like this is where i'm at right now and like do you want to run at this pace i think people are going to be more accepting of whatever that is than sometimes we we think sometimes we get self-conscious about and okay so why are you doing this and what got you started running so i asked that question like why are you doing this is because i find that is the million dollar question that people ask because they think running is painful or it's not enjoyable most sports 
use running as a punishment. <laughs> so yeah. I was just going to ask, why are you doing this? What is what is uh, the reason you're running? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's like a superficial level and like a deeper level. The superficial level is just for exercise purposes, right? It's right. like staying active, burning some calories, all that good stuff, uh, releasing, releasing endorphins. But uh, I think, like, why running over other things? Well, I, I do other things too, so it's part of a balanced diet. But running, I mentioned the socialness of it already, and I'll also add on to that, that I think there's a really beautiful, serene meditativeness that can happen as well. And I'm not necessarily talking about the runner's high. I've heard people refer to the runner's high for years and years and years. I don't think I've ever experienced it. I think I, that's... I, I personally have never experienced yeah, it. Yeah, what a terrible lie that people are perpetrating. <laughs> but, um, but, but even despite that supposed euphoria, just kind of like when you're social, it's great. If you're running on your own, just having time with your thoughts, having time to kind of like think about like problems that you're facing either in the workplace or like creative challenges having time to reflect on your life and how you're doing it's like not only great physical exercise but i think great mental and emotional exercise as well if you will okay. yeah, that's spot on and uh what event you said are you training for the louisiana marathon correct yeah okay yeah. and uh what's kind of like something that you do as part of that training yeah so so currently i'm following the the hansen method of training and so that's just like you know a, a pdf that you can download online and books that you can spend money on if you want um i'm also signed up for several races like leading up to that so there's a you know crescent city bridge run in oh, new orleans fantastic <laughs> maybe maybe see you there there's also um i forget the exact name but there's a half marathon right around october in new orleans the, so uh, big easy Okay, awesome. I'll be Great. Doing that one okay, well, it's uh, <laughs> we're just, we're going to be uh be seeing each other a lot lately. Um so uh so yeah, so like having like just a general training regimen to like keep me, you know, honest on the day-to-day -day basis, but then having kind of milestone races between that and there to I don't know, keep keep things exciting. Right. And what was your furthest distance that you said you've run in a training again? In a training it's 14 miles. 14 miles. Okay. Yeah. And do you feel like that's an adequate time from here until next January to get to 26.2. I do. Okay. I do. I, I, I mean, I don't necessarily have like strong aspirations of like, Oh, I need this mile time or I need this thing. Like, I'm just excited to like do it and to like challenge myself to finish. But, but no, I, I, that's like four months about, um, three or four months. Um, I mean, huh. I've never done a marathon before, so maybe I'm deluding myself, but I feel uh, optimistic that right. it's going to be just fine. Okay. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Ben, for doing this. Thank you so much, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you too. <laughs> All right. So you heard it from uh, others that running is not just for the elites, and it's, you know, it, it's something that anybody can do is the point that I want to bring across the table for you as a listener. I know just starting out could be very scary. You could feel like you, you can't do this physically. Like, you know, like it seems overwhelming and there's a lot of info to learn, things like that. But if you never do it, you're never going to learn 
and you're, you'll never get past the one mile mark. And you need to achieve the one mile milestone. You're going to unlock so much more capabilities with your body, with your mind, if you just do this. And the only way that you're going to understand what I'm telling you is if you actually do it. And I, I can't stress that enough. You're going to feel so much better mentally, physically, and it's going to lift you up spiritually. So, with that said, it's time for you to get back on your grindstone so you can achieve the next milestone. I've been set free. I've got a long way to go, but Lord, I know there's not a step I'm gonna take when you're not with me. I've got a long